All right, everybody, welcome once again to the Wrestle Talk podcast here Tuesday night. And I am here with the one, the only Night Owl. Okay, we're definitely going to have to adjust the sound on that. Jeez Louise. <laughs> My gosh, we got to get it to negative 40 decibels. That was rough. But you know what? It's all good, baby, because we're coming off the biggest weekend of the summer. And you know what, JP? It did, actually didn't even just start like on the weekend. It actually started Friday night. We're going to get into that and a lot more for episode 360 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. So I don't care where you're checking in from. Make sure you pop in. Tell us how you're feeling. Give us all your reactions. We'll give you ours. and. A couple of great interviews to boot. John, do you know we have on today, man? We got two very special guests. Oh, yes, we do. And we're going to start off with Mr. Ben Trust. That should be a very interesting interview. And then we're going to switch over to Mr. Barbed Wire. That's right. Brandon Barbed Wire will join us as well in the second hour. But before we go any further, there's this business that needs to be handled from a Wrestle Talk perspective. So why don't you do me a favor, Hardcore Hoss, and drop the new intro on the folks so they can get their adult beverages ready to enjoy episode 360 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Drop it, Daddy. Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. There is our amazing introduction. Hopefully you guys are digging it and loving it because I know that we are. Now, John, when I say business, I mean it. And we do business with some of the greatest companies in the good old US of A. So why don't we get that ticker going real quick so we can run through some of the wonderful people that help support and sponsor the WrestleTalk podcast. All right, always drop it on them, baby. All right, as always, we want to thank our great sponsors, Everything Combat, Ken Cade, Esports Bar Kansas City, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter Dreams Production, Rathbun Engraving, Me Fiesta, and the FWWC. What a weekend in the FWWC. As a matter of fact... Um, Hoss, when you get a second and I get into my spiel, let's hit up both locker rooms and remind them there is no FWWC tonight this week. So if they want to come on and talk their trash post-SummerSlam, 
This is the place to do it. Somebody let Jake Wyatt know because we want the members of the FWWC to check in. Now, before we go any further, we also have one other tradition here on the Wrestle Talk podcast that if you're new here, you may not be familiar with. And no matter what time of the year it is, for us, it's always the 4th of July because here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. So remove your caps as we show some love to America, damn it. Hit the music. time doesn't it every single time well i want to say thank you to everybody that's checking in uh this is going to be a very very heavy show on the state of missouri because both guests are from the great state of missouri but it doesn't matter you know why because those are the guests so throughout the rest of the show if you guys want to let us know what you're thinking we'll respond to your comments and if you're feeling real froggy then you could just let us know in the comments section on Periscope, YouTube, or Facebook, and we'll have you come on. My man, Hardcore Hoss, he'll slide you the link. Slide to the left. Slide to the right. Crisscross. Crisscross. And we'll get you the link, and you can join us on the show. But either way, if you're here, we appreciate you. It's all love, no hate. Please share the broadcast. Give us a like. Let us know you're here. Drop a comment. I think that's it, yeah. right? That's the intro. I, I think that was pretty smooth. <laughs> what do we do next, John? Save me. I guess it's time now we get into some high spots, my man. Oh, boy. Y'all going to want to hear my CM Punk take. Let's go. And we do have a drop for that here somewhere. It's a coming. I don't. I got all night. I drink a cold beer. <laughs> wait for the music to drop. Ah, <laughs> uh, there it is. Ah, found. Mic check. Mic check. Yeah. All right. All right. Wrestle Talk Podcast. DJ Money. Before we get into high spots, let me just let you know, I just sent the link to our boy, Brandon Barbwire. So he, without obviously, you know, some sort of emergency or something last second, is almost guaranteed to be here tonight. So the CCW champion, who doesn't make many media appearances, will be here tonight just a few days before CCW's 
Marco Stunt Birthday Bash in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. So I'm just going to go ahead and let him know. 8.15 p.m. sharp. And boom, baby. So he'll be here. And in the first hour, like we told you guys, Benjamin Trust, Dynamo Pro Wrestling, MMWA, South Broadway, it's about to be on and popping today. I promise you that. But it is high spot segment time. Uh, all all bro. Uh, sorry for your loss, bro. Sorry to hear your uh, family member died. Uh, prayers up to him and to the rest of your family. Now, JP, I know we got to lead off with CM Punk. I mean, it's hard to not to, but I want to lead it off kind of a little differently because what is just as interesting to me as him coming back is people's reactions to he, to him coming back. And one in particular that I'm trying to pull up for you was the reaction of one two-time, two-time, two-time WWE Hall of Famer by the name of King Booker. Did you see it before I put it up? Because I want to make sure we're on the same page. This is very... Honestly, I have not seen that one. This is good. This is good. You know why? Because I get your genuine reaction, and I want the genuine reaction of the members of the WrestleTalk family as well. Again, you're welcome to join us. Let us know you want to join. We'll shoot you a link, or just drop a comment. It's all good. Just make sure you share either way. Speaking of sharing, allow me to share my screen with you, my dear friend, Hardcore Hoss. There it is. uh, Booker T on CM Punk. CM Punk came back and took his moment and chose to talk about WWE. That's right. There was just a total miss as far as I'm concerned. He struck out strong take by the two-time wwe hall of famer right off the bat i'm gonna ask you jp and i want to ask everybody else down the line is this hate or is there is there substance is there substance to it or is it just a bunch of hate from the two-time hall of famer who wants to make sure he keeps cashing them checks them big old wwe checks what do you think about that hardcore you know, my my honest opinion is that there is substance behind it. I mean, because it's not just CM Punk. I've seen a lot of them do it. A lot of people have gone to AEW and then made their premiere after being let go from WWE. And the first thing they do is they run out there and they refer to WWE, you know. It's sour grapes, really, in a way. And at the same time, if you really want to get back at them for letting you go, forget about them. Don't mention them. Don't put them over. And that's all you're doing is putting them over. You know what they say, uh, Haas, that the sweetest revenge isn't revenge at all. It's success despite the naysayers. Now... <laughs> okay, let's put this comment up because, oh my gosh, shout out to Rough Cut Rick Ruby, Hall of Famer, the Hoffa. We got to call this man a Hall of Famer from now on. It's insane, but hey, he earned it. So the message that Rough Cut Rick Ruby dropped on this, he says, Booker T 
can't see a genuine reaction unless it's him running from the cops during the 80s. Uh, there was one other genuine reaction from Booker T. Just go to my personal Facebook page and look at my banner up at the top, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Because we looking for you. We're coming for you, sucker. <laughs> Booker T is my guy. But um, I guess Rough Cut doesn't believe that Booker T is being genuine, and maybe he's more on the side of it being a little bit of a hater take. Do you see that there's that possibility as well, Hoss? Because I can see it from both sides. Yeah, I, I can see where there could be that possibility. Um, and, and it very well could be. But, you know, like I say, to me, it just doesn't make sense that they go out there and the first thing they do is bring up WWE. Okay. You've got a contract somewhere else. You're making money elsewhere. Let them go. And like I say, if you don't mention them and you let them go, it's going to hurt them more than if you bring them up. Agreed. But, you know, Sonny Mayo put up a comment here, and, and I'm sorry to see that, you know, he missed his opportunity because he says Punk coming back almost had him in tears. <laughs> well, you know, if it had actually had him in tears, maybe his picture would be the one plastered all over Facebook crying <laughs> over it instead of the other guy. Dude, that guy is so <laughs> over. And what's hilarious is that CM Punk came to his defense. He's like, if you make fun of this guy, you're basically making fun of me because he shed a tear and he said that. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, AEW uh, media scrum, which we uh, happened to attend. <laughs> Shout out WrestleTalk, you know, getting some uh, some access. Uh, but yeah, so it was Tony Khan, CM Punk with the media. And CM Punk basically said, yo, I don't know if you guys didn't see it or what, but I definitely was tearing up at the top of the ramp. And when I was in the ring, I was like, all right. I kind of thought I saw it, man. He looked real emotional. If it wasn't like a flat-out cry fest, he definitely was, like, feeling it. You know what I mean? And, and I guess to, to your point, uh, Hoss, I've always felt this way. Let, let's use girls as an example. If you moved on to something bigger, better, and hotter, why would you even think to mention your ex that gave you depression and uh, made you hate wrestling Though I did argue with a friend, uh, shout out to Mayo, I said, boo freaking who, CM Punk, you left W, okay, he got into WWE, he's an indie guy with no money, right? He left WWE after being pushed to the moon for about 10 years, having rivalries like Triple H, John Cena, and The Undertaker, left there a millionaire, Popular enough to be able to go into movies and MMA and all this. Oh, and not to mention he left probably with the baddest wrestling chick of that generation, AJ Lee. So CM Punk fans, cry me a river about how happy you are because CM Punk is back. Seven years he was banished. Romeo, no, anything but that. Banished! Sorry, I'm busting out a little Romeo and Juliet, a little Shakespeare for you, uh, Uncultured Schwinzine. <laughs> My point is, CM Punk was doing all right. He didn't have to do MMA. He probably didn't have to come back into wrestling. 
He's doing it because he loves it. And that part I appreciate. The other thing I really appreciate is in that media scrum, they were asked, okay, give us details of the contract. And of course, they didn't go into any details, but they both said, and I quote, this is not a short-term or part-time deal under any circumstance. So what that means, my fear of it being like a Brock Lesnar situation, we'll get into Brock Lesnar here shortly, okay? <laughs> but he seems to be invested to the point where he plans on being on television regularly and wrestling regularly. And if I saw him as much as I saw Sting, then I would be happy. No more, no less, but just right where Sting is, maybe a little bit more in ring than Sting because he is a little bit younger. But otherwise, man, if we see him consistently, Haas, I think that's all that I've ever asked. Just be there if you're going to be there. And nobody has been able to debate with me that in the last year and a half of WWE, it didn't really seem like CM Punk was there emotionally, physically, and just generally like as a superstar who wanted to be there, Haas. So the way I look at it, this thing was worthy of all the rave reviews and celebration that it got. But let's not make it seem like CM Punk just did a seven-year uh, bid at uh, at Pelican Bay or something or freaking Alcatraz, okay? The man was not in prison. He was living a pretty damn good life somewhere in uptown Chicago, the north side. Definitely not the south side. Definitely the north side. I know there's a lot we could get into with this CM Punk take, but what was your initial reaction, uh, Hoss? Were you excited about it or were you over it before it even began? I'm curious. Honestly, with with all the hype and with everybody talking about Punk's going to show up, Punk's going to show up, and, and them leaking it the way they did, I, I was over it before it even started. <laughs> so you think the AEW Smarks killed it for you before it even went down? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, and they always seem to do that. Every time they sign somebody, they'll say, oh, we're going to have a big person come out and you're going to be so excited. And by the time they come out, everybody knows who it is. There's no surprise to it whatsoever. So, you mean the whole crowd chanting CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. As soon as the came on was a dead giveaway, I... I didn't correlate the two. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. I, I thought they were just chanting to hear themselves chant. I mean, oh, okay. <laughs> like they do at WWE shows during women's matches. Uh, CM Punk. That's the one thing that no one's talking about. Now that CM Punk is back, we don't, hopefully, this is me like crossing both fingers and my toes. I mean, I don't know if I can really actually do that. Point being, uh, <laughs> um, Let's just hope that we don't keep having to hear the CM Punk chant during matches that have absolutely nothing to do with CM Punk. Because I thought if there was ever like a sign of disrespect, it was that. Like I get yeah. it. If you want to chant Becky Lynch during a Charlotte Flair, uh, Rhea Ripley match, okay, you know, like top chicks, you know, okay. But CM Punk during an Intercontinental Championship match two years ago that had nothing to do with CM Punk. You know what I mean? I always thought that was mad disrespectful, man. It's like when you're at an indie show and you're just on your damn phone the whole time or you're you're talking and, and distracting people from what's actually going on in the ring. And you know there's a lot of fans like that that rather draw attention to themselves 
than to what's going on in the ring, right? If you're doing that and you're adding to the atmosphere and the intrigue of the match, fine. But if you're doing it to like be a selfish piece of crap, then you're a selfish piece of crap. You get what I'm saying, Hoss? Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. Now, I don't want to totally go off the CM Punk conversation, but Benjamin Trust will be here in about 10 minutes. What else about this weekend really caught your attention, bro? Um, well, honestly, out of the three people who came back this weekend, I think the one that surprised me the most, even though everybody kept talking about her returning, was Becky Lynch. And and it was more because you didn't know when she was going to return than it was the fact that she actually returned. Okay. Well, that's another big topic uh, without... I mean, of course, it could not lack its just due amount of controversy, right? So everybody's happy to see Becky Lynch back. I would argue that the pop she got relative to CM Punk's pop, but many would also argue, well, the uh, Alliance Stadium is significantly bigger than the United Center. Uh, that's fine. We don't, we're not going to dispute and argue that. My point is is that I don't think the fans at the United Center individually screamed any louder than the fans at WWE when Becky Lynch came out. I think that the reaction was genuinely kind of the same. Many people would probably fight me over that comment, but it's true. I'm sorry. Like, one's been relevant in the mainstream for the last three, four years, like really, really up here, and CM Punk's just kind of been like, we saw him on Fox a little bit. We saw him got his ass whooped on MMA a little bit. And the rumors were always there, but he wasn't like there. Like Becky was there. Now, as great as that was, John, I'm no expert. I've only ever booked two wrestling shows. Well, three. And they were moderately successful uh, for independent shows. But, bro, what the hell were they thinking doing that to Bianca Belair? I don't care if Becky's a heel or you're trying to turn Bianca heel. Bro, physically and athletically, for those who are involved in wrestling, who know what's going on, you know Becky just came off of a pregnancy. And Bianca Belair is peaking, literally peaking physically. And to think that Becky Lynch could come in and beat her, and I don't know, I don't want to mistakenly call the move something by what it, that it's not, but it was like a side slam. And then the match was over. And I'm like, bro, why would y'all do this to Bianca? If they would have left out the... Carmella thing and spared us those four or five minutes that it took for that whole thing to play out, then we could actually got a five to seven minute Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair match, which I think would have done everyone justice. The reaction would have been the same. There would have been like a mutual respect thing, kind of like there was with Sasha and uh, Bianca when Sasha first came back, which as a matter of fact, I don't know if we'll even have enough people, but um <laughs> I found the boss, y'all. Everybody's asking, where's the boss? How come she wasn't at SummerSlam? Well, she's right here with me. And if you want her, all you got to do is holla at us. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a share. And we'll pick someone randomly to give this Sasha Banks Monday Night Raw Elite Collection action figure. That's right, my friend. Parts in case you want to give it to the babies. Okay? So, boom. There you have it. As always, the Wrestle Talk Podcast giving away all kinds of swag and merch daddy 
But anyway, John, your thoughts, bro. You've been watching wrestling for a long time. I think they did Bianca a huge disservice. Also, Becky, in a sense, because I don't think I don't know how Becky would have been okay with like, yeah, let me go out and squash this chick that's been carrying the women's division for the last five months. I mean, I just I don't I don't get it, bro. I don't I don't get it at all. Yeah, they they did make Bianca look very weak in that. And I don't know if they were trying to make Bianca look weak or whether they were trying to make Becky look that strong. But I think it really hurt the way. Right. You didn't need it. Becky didn't need that. We already knew the moment she came back, she was going to be in title contention. I don't give a damn if Charlotte was the champion on that brand. You, You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, definitely. And and you're right. She didn't need it. But I, I don't know if that's what they were going for, rather to make it look like, hey, yeah, she's been gone all this time, and now here she is back, and she's strong as ever. Or if they really made wanted it to look like Belair wasn't as good as they were making her out to be the whole time. But that's the way it ended up coming out. And I do feel sorry for Bianca for them doing her the way that they did her. I mean, that was just wrong. Yeah, that that was really rough, really sad. And uh, I'm sure they're going to do something to bounce back with Bianca. Um, I would be shocked if this was the result of any sort of backstage heat because people are like, well, maybe she's got backstage heat. Who knows? All I can tell you guys is I was very disappointed by the way that that was handled. Um, I don't know how Becky could have been okay with that as much respect as she has in the women's division to go forward with a finish like that. But ultimately, you know, there's a guy who just turned 76 years old yesterday, Vinnie Mack, the one and only Vince McMahon, the Vince McMahon strut, the world famous, (laughs) stolen by Conor McGregor and others, right? Shout out, happy birthday to Vince McMahon. I'm sure he'll be tuning in at some point. (laughs) But uh, point being, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense, and it was quite disappointing. Now, you brought a good one. I also have another high spots topic to bring up, and we can run through this one rather quickly. But, John, this post-SummerSlam, post-AEW Rampage fallout is what's really tickling my pickle. Do you want to know why? Because not only are things heating up from a WWE perspective with the return of Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch, and others, but also the conversation about the potential departures of WWE slash NXT talent has been all the rage, particularly today on Twitter. So let me share another quick image with you here, uh, Hardcore Hoss. So you can see what I'm talking about. Boom. And you can blow that up on your screens. Uh, if you're watching on a device, just hit the lower bottom corner. There's an expanded. You can make us full screen. Just turn your phone, what they've called landscape mode. Not up and down, but sideways. If you can't see it, don't worry, because we can zoom in on our end as well. Adam Cole, ladies and gentlemen, the number one trend on wrestling Twitter as of 3 o'clock this afternoon. John, could you tell the people by chance why, why dear Adam Cole, who lost at NXT TakeOver 36 to Kyle O'Reilly, would be trending on Twitter on a Tuesday afternoon? Everybody's probably wanting to see if he's going to leave afterwards. Mm -hmm. 
So I got to get your gut reaction. Um, okay, I miss Ruby's comment about dressing up someone like a Barbie girl. You're going to have to explain. <laughs> Where the hell was Sasha? I told you. Sorry, Ruby. I want to put this up because I'm running a little bit behind on messages here. But, yeah, so we found Sasha. She's right here. And we're giving her away tonight to one of our listeners. <laughs> right? And then the other comment was, uh, oh, he's going to win it and dress it up like a Barbie a call girl, Barbie? What? Rick Ruby, you're a sick man. Calm down. All right, well, let's get away from the doll already. Right? <laughs> He's out of his mind today. What the hell is he talking about? <laughs> um, anyway, get me back on my train of thought here. Adam Cole. Adam Cole. He lost. John, we make predictions here. Bold predictions on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Bro, please tell me what you think is going to happen with Adam Cole. Because personally speaking, I think he's probably one of the best things that ever happened to NXT, quite frankly. And many have argued that he should have been up in the main roster quite a while ago, but he hasn't. Was it his choice? Was it their choice? We don't really know. What do you predict is the future for Adam Cole? Because that's what everybody seems to be talking about. In my opinion, I think he should be moved up to the main roster. And hopefully we will see him come up to the main roster soon. And I know that uh, there is a draft coming up in October. So, you know, I'd love to see them bring him up and time for the draft. And, you know, that could be what they're setting up. Now, so give me a percentage What's the probability that you see Adam Cole outside of the WWE, let's just say, in the next month or three? Probability's sake. I mean, what's the percentage of uh, of him Maybe. leaving? Yeah. I, I Honestly, I, I think it's kind of slim that he leaves. I, I don't look for him to leave WWE. See, and I'm the same, bro. I believe the exact same thing. Why would you leave the top of the mountain. Maybe you're not always happy with your position at the top of the mountain, but at least you're on the damn mountain. And I'm not saying AEW ain't tight because it is very dope. Okay. It is definitely the flavor of the month, but the true blue proven commodity that's got really all the money when it comes to advertisers and all this is WWE. You trust the old man. He's 76 years old. You take your shot and see if there's something bigger for you down the line. You do not jump over into what is starting to seem like um, a small pond with a lot of big fish. I'll elaborate a little bit more on that next week on what I mean, but I think it's something that all AEW fans should be aware of because at some point it's going to get just a little bit too crowded, and even though they're expanding their program in Haas, I just don't think it's going to be enough to keep everybody content. But we'll see. Now, all that said, my friends, the moment you have all been waiting for, and I know that it's like, you know, big guy season, dad bod, and all that is kind of the trend. But let's be real. We all really want to just look like Benjamin Trust. I mean, let, let's be serious. Some of us are just born handsome, talented, really handsome, really talented. And this is one of those guys. But nah, don't don't sleep, though. Because with that talent comes work ethic. And from what I hear from my friends over at Dynamo Pro Wrestling, MMWA, this guy 
is the epitome of work ethic. He looks the part. He works the part. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Once again, a longtime member of the WrestleTalk family, my amigo and yours, Benjamin Trust. Ladies and gentlemen, Benjamin Truss is in the building. Que pasa, brother? How have you been? How are you doing, man? What a what an awesome entrance you gave me right there. Well, we tried. You know, we got we got to make sure that the sponsors know that we take this seriously. Plus, we're big fans of yours, so <laughs> there's that too. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, here's what you you may or may not appreciate this. We actually have um, another gentleman, John, I'm sure you won't mind, that's going to be joining me to conduct this interview. And I think you may be familiar with the guy. He's a longtime member of the Dynamo Pro staff and a longtime contributor of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back after a brief absence, one that felt way too long for my taste. The one and only Skywalker, Luke Roberts. Well, oh, gentlemen, yeah. it's an honor and a privilege to be here on the show tonight. Renee, I'm surprised. I think in all the years I've known you, I don't think I've ever seen you shed tears before right here on the Russell Talk podcast. I, I did, <laughs> bro. It was, you know, I missed you, bro. You're like a mentor to me. You know that. <laughs> well, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to be here tonight. I mean, we got the Night Owl. We've got John running the boards. And we've got Mr. Extraordinary Benjamin Trust right here on the Russell Talk podcast. I mean, look at the man's physique. I mean, the man without question is always in top condition to compete. And I got to first off ask here, Renee, I'm going to go ahead and kind of jump in here. Um, and of course, right here, he's making sure he's in, he's in uh, fighting condition here tonight on the show. Um, I'm going to start off then with my first question is what made you decide to get into the world of professional wrestling? I mean, I know for a fact that you've always strived to be in great physical shape. What made you make the decision to get inside the squared circle? Uh, start off, I wrestled amateur my whole life, starting at a young age, did that through high school, college, all that. Some of my buddies got into, uh, mixed martial arts and I tried that stuff out too. And really it was my, my wife. She said, Hey, I'm a big fan of pro wrestling. It was something we bonded over. And I was like, you know, I, I think I could do that, you know? So that's what, how it all popped off. And it's been a crazy ride ever since. I couldn't agree with you more, Ben. I mean, again, had the opportunity. I've, I've had the opportunity to meet yourself as well as, as a large amount of your family. I, I I would be remiss if we talk about how you got into professional wrestling because I've known you a long time. I mean, you and I have been very cordial. I mean, you've had a lot of opportunities to uh, have conversations. And when I was doing my research, I noticed something about your debut. Can you tell the listeners of the Wrestle Talk podcast about your first match your first experience actually inside the ring because i'm going to be honest with you and it takes a lot to really kind of take me back here um i was looking at it can you explain to us your first actual steps into the professional wrestling ring because a lot of people are going to be surprised and i when i heard the story i was surprised as well 
Yeah, it's simple. Um, so I trained for almost a year, and that's including, you know, all my previous background with wrestling and stuff. I wanted to make sure I was uh, ready when I actually got in the ring. And my first match was in IWA Mid-South. I, I tagged with uh, Brandon Espinoza. Uh, I was I was the Jet then because I was fast. That's, that's all they knew me for. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a crazy time. I was going there every Thursday night with uh, Espinoza to uh, wrestle some of the best in the Midwest. And uh, it was like being fed to the uh, sharks, you know. Well, I got to tell you, Ben, the opportunity of, of being here, and I can say I didn't know personally that you had made your debut in IWA Mid-South. Like you said, that is definitely a proving ground in professional wrestling in the Midwest. There's a lot of people who are familiar with that promotion. Now, Renee, I'm going to go ahead and throw things over to you because I know – uh, you and I have had many conversations about Mr. Extraordinary and his uh, successes inside the ring. I'm going to throw things over to you. I appreciate that. You might want to check your connection, uh, Skywalker. It looks like you're having a little bit of trouble. Uh, so, Ben, the first thing I got to ask you, man, I noticed your shirt off the bat. I try to be a good observer. Obviously, some changes in your personal life. You're now not just performing for yourself and your lady, but she also you got a little guy that's kind of following you around, a little guy, a little girl. Tell us a little bit about father, Ben. How, how, fatherhood, how has that affected you as a performer? I'm curious. Uh, it makes everything tougher, but uh, just strengthens my resolve more. Uh, I got something to dig down deep when I need to kick out it too, and that's, you know, my family and my son. You know, he's, he's huge. He's 35 pounds, so he's exhausting. But I think that's what <laughs> makes me attractive to people is uh, if you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff, I'm just, I'm just a normal guy. You know, I, I – work out hard. I spend as much time with my wife as I can. I spend as much time with my son as I can. You know, I just, I, I think that's attractive to people, you know. As it should be, man, being uh, responsible and taking care of the, those that are counting on you the most, man. That's uh, definitely something that I respect and appreciate. Uh, moving on from there, um, I know uh, Skywalker asked you about your origins, but I'm curious about going back just a little bit further. What were some of those early influences that helped you fall in love with wrestling? <clears throat> so I actually come from a big uh, wrestling fan family. My uh, my grandma used to go to wrestling at the Chase, and I'm fortunate enough to have some old uh, programs. Talk about that because, you know, the Chase is back, daddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. And, you know, hopefully one of those guys will call me and, I'll be wrestling in there. Yeah, I'd love to see you there. little full circle for my family. But, yeah, you know, my mom got to see The Rock debut in person. She uh, she's always was a big wrestling fan. I think she had a uh, – we pulled off the drywall at her the house she grew up in. Not the drywall, the wallpaper at the house she grew up in. And uh, she had a Von Eric poster on her wall before they – and they just wallpapered over it. I thought that was cool. So it's always been part of my family. You know, I think I'm just the first – person in my family to pursue it okay and i just got a message from one of our listeners so i'm gonna go ahead and ask it on there uh shout out to steven appreciate you representing the good state of kansas uh oh, by the way shout out to xwe one of the xwe fans big things going on there this weekend the whole kansas wrestling alliance much love from the wrestle talk podcast the question is tell us about your workout regimen are you a heavy lifter? Do you do gymnastics? Are you, uh, you know, a combination of different things? How do you keep yourself in the shape that you're in? Uh, so for the longest time, I did a more, I would say, CrossFit style workout where okay. I just 
purely focused on my sports performance. And then about 24 weeks ago, I linked up with some professional bodybuilders and they've been uh, coaching me and just trying to put on some size and strength. Cause I always have more cardio. I'm always more explosive than the guys I'm wrestling, but sometimes these bigger guys give me trouble. They said, Hey man, if we could just add, you know, 10 to 20 pounds of lean mass on your body, I think you'll be unstoppable. So that's kind of what we're doing. The time now to kind of build up that body weight. Do you just get to eat steaks all day? Yeah. It's a, it's, just shake steaks, shake ice cream, uh, steak, every damn thing. <laughs> so actually we don't do any junk food whatsoever. Oh, wow. Uh, we try not to do any fast food and it's just steak and rice. My, my poor wife feeds me like crazy <laughs> today. She cooked a pound of, uh, uh, beef and mixed it with some rice and quinoa, and I ate that for dinner just before the show. So, you know, it's, and again, it's family supporting family. Dude, that that's amazing. And you know, there's a lot of people that tune into the show that are striving to become professional wrestlers. So, I think that's kind of where those questions come from. Like, oh, hey, yeah, what are you doing? You know, and it's it's great that you're willing to share. Now, I'm curious. You've been in the business for, you know, I wouldn't necessarily consider you brand new. Do you see yourself as a vet just yet in the sport? How long have you been active? No. So I was super active for the first couple of years. And then I had a meniscus and then I, had a, I came back and, had, you know, had a kid. And then I came back and then COVID hit. So uh, every time I get momentum, something kind of happens. And this is, I think, the first, you know, fingers crossed time I'm starting to get that momentum and building up uh, as far as being considered a vet. I think the only time it comes through is, is when I'm actually in the ring and people see what I'm capable of, you know, uh, and they might not have been inspected it cause they don't get to see me wrestle that much. Well, hopefully that changes very, very soon. And from what I understand, before I throw it back to Skywalker here, um, just this past weekend, you had the opportunity to do just that. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that experience? How did it feel to be back up and running again? I know it's something that you're very passionate about, man. So talk to us about your match and the event overall. Oh, yeah, it was great. Uh, it's the first time I wrestled for MMWA, you know, despite being around and in the area. So that was exciting. Uh, I wrestled two guys. Uh, I can't remember one of the guys' names. I think it was Sean something and then Garrett Shanks. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't win, but I feel like I kind of walked that way on top. I picked them both up. The foot is in the door all the way now. Oh, yeah. I mean, after that, I picked them both up at the same time, slammed them both on their heads, locked in a double ankle lock. Uh, At some point, I hit the United States slam on one guy, and then they kind of snuck in and stole my pin. But I I think everyone in the back knew – if I if I end up having to lock horns with this guy, I'm gonna get dropped on my head. And uh, uh, you know what they said? That boy cold. <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's they all said. I do. Yeah, that boy cold. Hey, what's crazy is um and uh, Skywalker, you can unmute if 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 that's all right. Um, I saw you down by the river, not in a van down by the river, Chris Farley. But <laughs> I think <laughs> you guys are still doing Dynamo's still doing shows down by the river. Uh, Skywalker. Why don't you refresh my memory a little bit, man? Because I remember seeing Ben Trust down there, and I don't know if that was the night that he fought Outlaw or somebody else, but even two, three years ago, man, you were in great shape, and you looked like you were taking your craft very seriously. Rob, what's the name of that event, man, if you don't mind refreshing my memory? 
Well, I got to tell you right now, Renee, you're talking about the riot on the river tournament. And I was thinking back about the idea of how, as Ben alluded to, building all that momentum. I mean, Ben, I'm going to first of all kind of backtrack here just a little bit and talk about that riot on the river 2019. You had the opportunity to compete, I believe it was twice in one night. And I got to tell you, not only did you have the pressure on of being in the finals, but I know you had a lot going on outside of the ring as well. So, I mean, can you explain uh, to the fans, the listeners here of the Russell Talk podcast, what it was like to be the 2019 Riot on the River champion? So, just to start, it was three matches in one night. But, uh, yeah, I had a lot going on. So, the previous year, I made it pretty far in the tournament. I made it to the semifinals and uh, got knocked out of the tournament by uh, Mr. Michael Outlaw. And then, so coming back in 2019 and after to face Mike in the finals was a uh, was a big hurdle for me. That's all I got to say. And I had a lot going on. So my wife went in for an induction the night before. We thought, hey, we're going to have our baby tonight. And I don't know if I'm going to make it to the tournament tomorrow. Well, the induction failed. I got no sleep, you know, the whole night before. Probably napped an hour from St. Louis to, to uh, Grafton in the car threw my uh, boots on and went out there and just wrestled my heart out. You know, I knew I was going to have my son in the next couple of days. And I just, I don't think there was any stopping me that night. Well, Ben, I got to tell you right now, I mean, again, that is just the epitome of motivation to be successful inside the ring. And you were talking about getting that momentum. I got to tell you right now in 2021, you've also built momentum. You were the uh, key on option Memorial rumble winner and having the opportunity to face the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Champion lights out Adrian Surge. I know he's been on this program several times. Can you explain or can you share your thoughts of uh, what was going uh, through your mind going into such a high-profile match with the Dynamo Pro Champion? Well, during the Rumble, no one was going to stop me. That was my mindset. Is no matter what I get hit with, no matter what happens, I'm not going over these ropes. Uh, wrestling Surge, man, I'm telling you what. I'm, I'm really putting these guys on notice because Serge is great. And I think I almost ripped his ankle off and took it home with me that night. <laughs> and I gave, and that was two, three months ago. And I'm bet this bin would destroy that bin. So I think I got a lot of people out here worried. I told you that boy is cold. <laughs> well, well I got, I've got one more here, Renee, and I'm going to tell you right now, I, I I'm going to let everybody in here on a little bit of a little bit of, information if you will here on the Russell Talk podcast tonight and Ben I know a lot of people have been talking about this but I better go ahead and kind of throw it out there uh, I noticed that you uh, have really been kind of vocal on social media over the last few days you've talked about your your training regimen and how you want to be the most complete physically fit wrestler that you can be but I know that there was somebody talking about your in-ring style and um, I'm just going to leave it, and I'm not going to throw it to you here. Uh, you had made a comment of something to the event of I slam people. Can you explain <laughs> to the listeners here what's going on? Because, I mean, you're a usually – you're pretty pretty mild-mannered, and I know this was something that seemed to kind of get you fired up. Yeah, I think it might lit a fire under me, and I think it lit a fire under a lot of my followers. So, uh, And really my following has grown probably a 1,000 followers on IG from this post alone, but it was – a promoter, I think, saw the match of mine. And I, th I think it was the Frodo, the Ghost versus 
versus me. Frodo, for, former guest of the show as well. Shout out to Frodo's him. good, man. He's a tough kid. And he can rap, bro. Next time yeah. you're in the locker room with him, be like, yo, bars, and he'll drop <laughs> it on you. I've, I've heard him. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. I've, I've heard his entrance music, and then uh, he told me he rapped that, so I thought it was good. But, yeah, we had a we had a banger in uh, PWE, me and Frodo, and I think the video got out there. And uh, I'm not going to say his name or his promotion because I don't like bearing people, and I don't want any heat. But this promoter messaged me, and he kind of gave me that, like, insult sandwich where he said a bunch of nice things. Hey, you got a great physique. Your gear looks good. You know, all this stuff. Uh, my moveset could – be improved i need to do more flippy shit and then try to recover with some nice things about how you would like to book me if i fixed up those holes in my game and, and and one a lot of people don't know this about me but i can do a lot of flippy shit i just you know i was a pinnacle athlete i just choose not to because i like to pick people up and drop them so i just responded with one sentence and it was just i slam people and i just left it at that because honestly i had no interest in working for this guy if that's his opinion on me <laughs> So later on, I made a post with a picture of me picking Frodo up, and I think I held him upside down for an hour before I dropped him. <laughs> um, and I just kind of laid that story out. And I think within five minutes of that story, I noticed that the promoter had blocked me on Facebook and on uh, Instagram. I guess he was upset that I uh, kind of put our business out there. And I had a lot of people respond positively, you know, because that's kind of like saying – a fat chick, I'd date you if you lost 30 pounds. So, <laughs> you know, it's a very rude comment. Yeah. But, uh, it. <laughs> the the other, the flip side of that is I've had so many other promoters message me about wanting to book me. Like, hey, screw that guy. I think you're great. You know, I'll let you slam all the people you want. And then the MMWA booking kind of came from that. And I think I kind of proved it that I do slam people when I pick two people up and slam them at the same time. So, well, it's a hot it. story right now. That's the hottest off the presses. Question, <laughs> <laughs> Skywalker. Well, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you right now. When you're talking about a man like Mister Extraordinary Benjamin Trust, I mean, here's a guy who, and, and again, he has to show off. He has to show off his physiques. He has to show off his muscles here, no, he right here on too. But he enjoys doing it. That okay? That that's that's a, a good way to look at it, Renee. But I gotta tell you right now, this man is a very innovative person. He talks about how he can mat wrestle, he can wrestle a power game, he can wrestle the aerial moves. But when you look at his arsenal, I got to say, one of the biggest things that impresses me is the fact that he has the 50 states of slam. He has 50, he takes every state in the United States and he ties a wrestling move to that particular state. I got to ask you, Ben. Wait, how you have a name for all these? Uh, oh, I, there, there are some of them there. Um, ben, no, you no, want to no, 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 no. We can okay. have fun with this. Hold on. So let's do this. We'll name ten states, and you give us the move. Can, you, can you do it just off the top of your head like that? Absolutely. I, I'm the, I'm the president of the United States of Slam, bro. <laughs> All right, let's. Go. Rob, we'll go back and forth, five and five, and we'll let Benjamin Trust, Mister Extraordinary, tell us. The move and like, if you want to describe it, cool. If not, no big deal. Um, but I think this is awesome because I don't think anybody else in pro wrestling is doing this. I've never even heard anybody doing anything like this. Yeah, go ahead, give me a second. Now, I will say that I admire it especially because we did kind of like our own fifty states of slam, where we interviewed someone from every single state in the union. 
because America, damn it, that's why. So, <laughs> you know, that's kind of how it came about. Is I was traveling to all these different states trying right. to train, and I noticed, you know, every every part of the country has different styles. You know, you have your deep South wrestling, okay. you have your Midwest independent, you have your your New York brawling style yeah. wrestling, and it just yeah. kind of tried to take the moves. Like for instance, Ricky Cruz, he's a big trainer here in Missouri. Yeah, he's he free, and he's a luchador. So I noticed a lot of those trainers, you know, that kind of luchador styles invaded Missouri. So the 50 state of slam move for Missouri is the Missouri Karana. Oh, I like it. <laughs> All right, cool. So he knocked one off the list. Skywalker, what do you got? Give us a state and see what uh, Mr. Extraordinary has for us. All right, I'm going to go ahead and go with one. I've had the opportunity to call inside the ring. The state of Nebraska. Nebraska neckbreaker. Florida. Uh, Florida Face Buster. I do that one a lot. I like that one. Georgia. Georgia, 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 Georgia. Uh, let me think, let me think, let me think. I know this one. Uh, it's not one of my favorites. 50 is a lot to remember. That is true. Uh, Georgia Gut Buster. It's a Gut Buster. Georgia Gut Buster. Virginia. Uh, Virginia is... Uh, Virginia Trigger. That's an easy one. I got that one on my Instagram. Nice. All like right. Trigger, but Virginia Trigger. trigger. I get it. Yeah. It's nice. All right. Let's go with Nevada. Uh, Nevada, 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 Nevada. Uh, Nevada Press. Slam. Kansas. Uh, Kansas Calamity. What's that? I'm curious. Uh, it's it's a suplex into the to the uh, corner post. It's ugly. It is ugly. That sounds ugly. It's a calamity. If you okay. want to know what any of these are, I can explain them to you. That's, That's kind of the thing. Is it comes to me instinctually at this point when I'm in the ring, but you're trying to rattle off the names. You gotta get you put outside the U.S., bro, so you can start doing like countries and shit. That would be really dope. No, I've kind of expanded a little bit. So instead right. of a European right. uppercut, I do a North American uppercut. You know, uh, might do a throw in some moves for some of the territories. Like might start doing a Samoa drop. I might do a. Uh, some move for Puerto Rico, some of the territories in the U.S., you know. That would be dope. What other state you got for us, Roberts? All right. Uh, let's see here. How about Montana? Mm. Uh, Montana. Montana salt. Boom. How about the great state of Illinois? Illinois elbow drop. Oh, is that off the top? Oh, yeah. All right. One Absolutely. more each. What do you got, Roberts? All right. One more. Hmm, let's try to come up with something here. Pennsylvania. Ooh. Uh, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. I think it's Pennsylvania po- uh, Powerbomb. Boom. All right, and I got to save what I think is one of the best states for last, Texas. Texas Toehold. Oh, no, Texas Tornado DDT. It's Tennessee Toehold. Sorry. Tennessee Toehold. Te- <laughs> Man, that's pretty good. I hope you got that written down somewhere because my phone number is only seven numbers, and I can hardly ever remember it. I mean, I'm just being honest. <laughs> you can actually get the complete – list of all 50 states and the moves on the back of my t-shirts the benjamin trust shirts here hold on give me one second i'll grab one that's right no let's do a merch plug i think this is the perfect <laughs> and we're gonna get in a uh, shoot and shout real quick robert so i hope you got something good so right here 50 states of slam boom wow all the moves. have them all down that's all crazy. down where can people in front get of your shirt down? boom benjamin trust I like I that. I'm on all my shows. I think yeah, I come to my shows Keith them. Lee almost kind of sort of. Yeah, he's an inspiration. Yeah. Mom's a little straighter. Yeah. Boom. 
His is a little bit more in in the thumb. He's got the thumb. Yeah, too. he's got the thumb. I got. I love it, bro. Bicep. All right, here's a real serious question. Keekly's amazing, though. Do you have it in a three X? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, boy, I'm going to Dynamo <laughs> MMWA soon. <laughs> All right, so, Roberts. Uh, any final questions? Uh, I got one more before we get into shooting shot segment, which I think uh, Benjamin Trust will love. I think he'll really enjoy it. All right, well, I'm going to throw one out here, and this is one I normally don't get to ask, but being the media relations director and being here tonight on the Wrestle Talk podcast, I feel it's time to ask. Benjamin Trust, Mr. Extraordinary, if there was anybody in Dynamo Pro Wrestling or in any wrestling organization, who would you want to wrestle and why? Mm. Can, I go, can I say two names? Sure, why not? Hell yeah. Uh, First one, obviously, Warhorse. I think Mr. Extraordinary versus Warhorse would be an awesome match. Uh, Mr. versus Mr. Uh, Rules Ass? (laughs) Yeah, Rules Ass versus the Extraordinary. Extraordinary Ass Rulers. That would be a great tag team name. (laughs) Extraordinary (laughs) Ass Rulers. And then Dan the Dad in Glory Pro. I think he's just – I love his character. He was very helpful to me when I was uh, first starting wrestling, and I would just like to repay him by slamming him on his head. Unfortunately, but this is weird. You like? You know, I got. I'm gonna throw in a third one. I'm gonna throw in a third one. Yeah, what you got, Sir Michael Outlaw? Listen, we're one and one. We've only ever wrestled twice. We're one and one. Okay, okay. And- I have a question for you about Mike Outlaw because he just won the glory title. Yeah, I think he's on fire. Calling him Mr. St. Louis Wrestling. Do you think that is an appropriate title being a St. Louis guy yourself? He is absolutely Mr. St. Louis Wrestling. That being said, he's he's at the top and I'm coming up. You know, he's going to have to watch his back for me cuz the first chance I get we're going to we're going to have that third match and we're going to settle that score. Okay, I like that. Nipping at the heels, boy. Mike Outlaw's been on this show many times, and I know word gets back to him very quickly. So that's a good challenge. I appreciate it. Well, you know what? Instead of jumping in selfishly with one more question, I want to actually bring on our audio engineer, Hardcore Hoss. He's actually based out of West Virginia, and he's a fan of yours as well. So I don't know if you knew this. Of course you did. You've got fans all over the place, including the great state of West Virginia. So Hardcore Hoss. What question do you have for our friend, Benjamin Trust? West Virginia wheelbarrow suplex. I answered it for you. Wheelbarrow suplex. I like that. (laughs) He's got one for every state. It's crazy. What do you got, John? So I know you have the United States of Slam. How did you come up with the name for that? So, like I said, you know, I, I tied it into when I was traveling and wrestling all over the place. I noticed everyone had different styles, and it, and even the styles varied territory to territory, but I think they varied state to state. So I tried to find one move that encapsulated that state. Like, been out to California, there's a lot of lariats. Some of the best lariats, discus lariats in the game, are coming from California. That's why I got the California clothesline. And then I culminate that with the finisher, which is the United States slam. Boom. So no matter what move you do for me, state, it all ends with the United States of Slam. I'm going to piggyback on your question. Can you describe the United States of Slam? What does that look like? Uh, it's a it's a Death Valley driver from our Falunian fathers. Wow. <laughs> I like that, man. We got to get you out here to good old Missouri, Hardcore Hoss, so you can check out Benjamin Truss in action. And as a matter of fact, 
All of you guys, you guys should be trying to check out Benjamin Trust in Action. Why don't you tell us where you're going to be in action next, bro? Because I think people need to know that. So September's difficult with Animo situation. Uh, might be at MMWA. I will for sure be at PWE uh, October 2nd. And as far as West Virginia, there's a buddy of mine that he does a lot of shows out there. His name is Sledge Gibson. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah, we've had Sledge on the show. You've had him on the show? We have. Okay. Are we talking about Sledge that also works ROH? Yes, sometimes. Yes, Yes, that's our guy. We're friends on Facebook. He's a great guy. I cannot wait to slam him. So if he has to come to Missouri for me to slam him or if I have to go to West Virginia, I'll do it. But we are going to lock horns. See what I'm saying about wrestler guys? Instead of like, I can't wait to see my man give him a hug, have a beer with him. No. <laughs> Wrestlers are like, I want to slam him and push his face into stairs. <laughs> like, just crazy shit as well. But I He's love a great him. person. Can't you wait guys to are totally different, man. You, you guys are a different breed altogether. All right, John, uh, thank you for joining us for that great question, man. Um, we'll bring you back on here in just a little bit. So let's go ahead and move on, and we will actually need uh, John back in for this. Let's go ahead and move on to tonight's. Wrestle Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout segment. Uh, ben, you did this with us once before, but in case you forgot, because it's been a while, everybody gets 30 to 45 seconds to vent about anything. Doesn't even have to be wrestling related. We've got a little jingle that we play to start it up. Um, let's do this. I'll go first. Uh, Roberts will go second, and then you'll close this out. Is that cool? Sounds great. All right, let's do it. Hoss, you know what to do. Cue up tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout segment. Well, and real quick, uh, we also have someone else joining us who would like to join the uh, Shoot and Shout there for for one. Dude, you know what? Let's do it. Let's bring on somebody else. Who do we got? You got the one and only Money Mayo. (laughs) All right, bro. Well, you know It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Yo, yo, yo. Everybody sucks. You don't really have a problem, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. No human contact. Can you interact? Let's get Sonny Money back on. Where the hell did he go? He See, said he's having some uh, issues. No, He'll be back. No, he kept talking and I muted him and then he unmuted himself and kept talking and <laughs> tell him to come back on. We got to get his shooting shout. Fortunately, I'm ready to go. Okay. And I'm going to keep my shoot and shout very, very brief and simple. Ladies and gentlemen, I am extremely disappointed at those people who can't seem to find joy in anything. I mean, I don't even know if it's like like this generation because I have a preteen in my house. But what is it about the need to complain about everything under every circumstance? And this actually correlates directly to pro wrestling. Dude, there was so much great wrestling over the weekend, not only on television, but really around the country. Benjamin Trust was in action. We had PCW in action. There's so much great wrestling going on. If you can't find great wrestling, it's your fault. You're the problem. Stop bitching. Stop being lazy. Find you some wrestling that speaks to you. And if you can't, guess what? You're not really a wrestling fan. I hate to break it to you, but that's just the way it is. People always got something negative to say, and I'm sick and tired of that shit. 
my goodness, if you don't like it, stay away from it, turn it off, change the channel, or go do something that you do enjoy. Don't sit in here and waste our time listening us to you complain endlessly about how you could have done a better job. No, you couldn't. How if it was up to you, you would have done things differently. No, you wouldn't. Because you would have never been in that position in the first place. So, ladies and gentlemen, my shoot and shout tonight revolves around complainers. Because guess what? I'm sick of them. Tired and done. Roberts, you're up. Well, Renee, I got to tell you right now, you may turn around and have that comment come back at me. I got to tell you, I don't know what it is about St. Louis, especially this summer, but it has just been outrageously hot here. I mean, I had the opportunity today trying to walk out to take care of some things this morning, and it was already like 90, it felt like 95 degrees outside. I got to tell you right now, we've got to find a way to, to, to get this taken care of and get it cool back here in St. Louis because... It was extremely hot. I know it's not necessarily a true shoot and shout, but I got to tell you, these last couple days and the next couple days that are going to be out here, it's going to be brutally hot in the St. Louis area. And I want to go back to where it was in like October, November, where you could have that football weather, you could have hockey weather, not this extreme sweltering heat. And I got to tell you right now, maybe it's just because of the fact that I, I've had a lot of things going on lately, but I got to tell you right now, we got to get into we got to get into the fall season, not just for sports like baseball and football and hockey, but the fall is prime wrestling time, and we got to get back to that real soon. Absolutely. My mistake. Sorry about that. You know what? Hoss is still here. Hoss, you're on screen. Give us your shooting shots because now I think. Ben Trust gets it. He understands what the high spot segment's about. So I'm sure he's got something cooking. Hoss, give it to us. This kind of goes back to my shoot job. If I acknowledge you and I tell you I will be right with you, be patient. I will be right with you. Don't sit there and get an attitude because it's going to take me 30 seconds to get to you. If you're late for something then did you really have time to stop in the first place? Yeah, especially when they walk in with like a cup of Starbucks or a 7-Eleven big go like, bro, I know you took a pit stop before you got here. All right, BT, are you with me? What is your shooting shot for this evening? Just to stay on brand since I've been uh, raging against promoters, promoters that won't book me against their champions, listen, WLW, I want to wrestle Moses, uh, SCIW or whatever. I'll wrestle your champ. Uh, yeah, you know, people say some of, these promoters, some of these promoters will tell me, hey, I want you to wrestle this guy and this guy because they'll make you look strong. You know what makes me look strong? Daylight. Okay. <laughs> also, yeah, people that don't buy my shirt. Buy my shirt. It's great. Come on, Anarchy. Where you at? Come on, y'all need. St. Louis. Yeah, exactly. Bring me in. I will. Tear the house down, I promise. Little Powerhouse Pro, where are you at? New Breed, exactly. where are you at? CCW, where are you at on Benjamin Trust? You're slipping on your Pippin and slacking on your Mackin. Is that fair? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guess what? We got one more special shoot and shout, I think, from our boy Sonny Mayo. So let's go ahead and bring him in. Hopefully he's got some heat for us because it's always entertaining, and then we'll say goodnight to Ben Trust. How's that sound? All right, let's do it. Sunny Money, the floor is yours, bro. What is your shooting shot for tonight? Bring the heat. Uh, hey, fellas, thanks for having me on. Benjamin, I'm definitely enjoying the interview, man. I can't wait to get out to St. Louis, check you out in the ring. Uh, I pride myself on being one of the loudest 
assholes in the whole fucking crowd. I'm going to go nuts when I see you. So keep rocking and keep holding down into independent professional wrestling. But listen, I had to jump on here, man. I, I had to jump on here. All right. This is my shooting shout. How come every time AEW does something, WWE tries to come back and say, we're going to do something better than you. When they both, both of them come out and say, they don't worry about each other. Jericho comes out and says, oh, we don't care about WWE. I don't care what they're doing. And they try to hit him with a surprise. Triple H comes out and says, I ain't worried about AEW. And they come out and hit him with a surprise. Stop that bullshit. <laughs> worry about your damn selves. That's what I got this week. Boom, baby. There he is, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Money Mayo. Why don't you hang with us, Mayo, for after the break? But Ben Trust, before we let you go, man, two bits of business. Number one, it's always an honor and pleasure to have an, a longtime member of the Wrestle Talk family come on the show. So thank you. And number two, just one more time, drop the social and where can people see you in action next? Benjamin Trust on Facebook, Benjamin underscore Trust on Instagram. I'm at Slam United on Twitter. And I will be October 2nd, PWE and Alton for sure. Hopefully MMWA, WLW guys will see this and uh, get at me, but I'm, I'm ready to go whenever. Well, and we would all love to see you there, bro. So thank you, John, Luke. Say goodnight to the one and only Mr. Extraordinary, Benjamin Trust. Night, Ben. Thank you for joining us tonight, Ben. It's always an honor and a privilege to have Mr. Extraordinary Benjamin Trust right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. That's right, Thanks, Ben. Guys. Catch you next time, brother. Adios. Boom. Boom. All right. In honor of Benjamin Trust, I think we should all like do our very best like flex. All right, let me see what you guys got. Come on. Bust it out. Come on, Robert. <laughs> Don't be shy. Come on. Come on, no, no. <laughs> Come on, let me see your muscles, man. Don't be like that. <laughs> All right, well, John, you want to tell the folks real quick what's coming after a very, very short break because we have another special guest, and we're going to do an extended high spots where Sonny Money Mayo is going to tell us how he almost cried when CM Punk came out on Friday night. So, Go ahead and tell us what's coming up after the break, bro. It should be good. Uh, right after the break, we are going to have the one and only Brandon Barbwire joining us. And that should be one heck of an interview and one heck of a second hour. So make sure you're here. Don't miss it. That's going to be an awesome yes. interview. I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be a banger for sure, guys. We will be back in about two minutes and a half with our number two of episode 360 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. We will catch you guys then. Adios.
You can shoot all your shots and we still won't come down. We some bulls, we some brats, yeah, they call us out. By all means, we some kings and our table is round. Wanna float to the top, there's a chance we might drown. When the dark touch the ground, we come round. Mm-hmm. When the dark touch the ground, we come round. Mm-hmm. When the dark touch the ground, we come round. Mm-hmm. When the dark touch the ground, 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 ground. Everybody knows that I'm the baddest right now. Everybody knows that I would never back down. Everybody knows that there really is no crown. Even if there was one, they need to sit the fuck down. Down, down. They need to sit the fuck down. Clowns. Who really got the crown right now? Sit the fuck down, clowns. Yes, sir. You, you can shoot all your shots and we still won't come down. We some wolves, we some rats, yeah, they call us out. By all means, we some kings and our table is round. Wanna float to the top, there's a chance we might drown. When the dark touch the ground, we come round. Mm-hmm. When the dark touch the ground, we come round. Mm-hmm. When the dark touch the ground, we come round. Mm-hmm. When the dark touch the ground, we come round. You might think we some gods, but we really just men. We don't walk on the water, we still gotta swim. I just keep it 1,000 while they play pretend. I just keep it 1,000. They go so hard that they gotta give props. Team full of stars, now they connecting dots. Not a heartbreaker, I just make hearts drop. And I think that they hate me because I'm unorthodox. Not in your face. But I'm all in thoughts Live how I want while you live in a box Used to bust knocks, now I just get knocks Even though I'm cold, but I'ma always be hot You can shoot all your shots And we still won't come down We some wolves, we some rats Yeah, they call us out By all means, we some kings And our table is round Wanna float to the top There's a chance we might drown When the dark Touch the ground, we come round, 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 round. When the dark touch the ground, we come round, 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 round. When the dark touch the ground. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our number two of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am your boy, the Night Owl, your loyal host here for three hundred and sixty all night long. That's right. That's. You guys probably won't remember that. It's like an old. Ne- never mind. Y'all, y'all are too young. But my point is, shout out to Vinsanity. That's Vinsanity with a five in the middle instead of an S. Our boy is a longtime sub- supporter of the Wrestle Talk podcast, and uh, that was his song, "Heaven's Demons," inspired by the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the FWWC. Which, by the way, JP. This would be a great time to squeeze in a few 
FWWC people. So while I bring uh, Money Mayo back on, you want to check to see if anybody feels like they want to get it off their chest? I mean, you'd figure at least the lawman would want to come on here and brag about beating Grim Versage. I'm just shocked that he hasn't already done that. But why don't you do that as we have here now about 10, 15 minutes before we get to our second featured guest of the evening, maybe less, ECW heavyweight champion Brandon Barbwire. Sound cool? I will check and see what I can find. Appreciate you, brother. All right, now, what What the hell happened to Money Mayo? Yeah, baby. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is your, like, mesh of football and wrestling, right? I mean, that mask is dope, bro. Where the hell did you even get that? Uh, I can't let my secrets out like that, bro, because then everybody be wanting these masks. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, come on. All right, all right. So let's get to it, bro. I know there's a lot that happened this weekend. I'm not even going to pigeonhole you and ask you to comment exclusively on CM Punk. But why don't you tell us some of your highs and some of your lows from pro wrestling starting Friday, ending on Sunday? Because a lot of people forgot quite possibly the best show of the weekend happened on Sunday with NXT TakeOver 36. Give us your thoughts on that, Money Mail. Uh, that's some people's opinion on that. And you know what? NXT on Sunday, and I know you said start on Friday, but just, you know, you, you, you nailed it there. NXT held up to what it, the standards been for NXT. Now, a lot of rumors going around. Who knows what's going to happen with NXT? They're doing some type of rebranding. So that might be one of the last NXT shows that you see like that, bro. But uh, I had the pleasure of watching AEW right, right alongside Night Owl. And, uh, bro. CM Punk's return like they had like you said it right then and there they had to do it to start the show because otherwise that whole crowd the whole night would have just been CM Punk CM Punk CM Punk and it would have overshadowed every other thing out on that show and it was a good show um even though I lost power here I still got to go back and, and watch it it was a good show and I enjoyed it bro um now as far as CM Punk's return yeah in my personal book Man, that's got to be a top. That's that got he got a similar pop to CM Punk. Are you willing to admit that, or did you just not see it? Say that again. Becky got a similar pop, and Edge with the Brood entrance got a similar pop. That was ultra dope. That? Can we? That was ultra that? dope. But in my personal book, my personal book, and you know I'm CM Punk fanboy and all that, but bro. That's the top three return of all time for me. You Austin, Austin Hogan, Cena. I to ask you, why do you think that so many people were emotional about this return? Was it because they felt it might never happen or something else? I think that's part of it. People, okay. people were still, you know what I mean? Like there was so many rumors that, you know, when AEW was starting, even before AEW was official, like when Cody and the Bucks started, you know, getting together and doing shows that there yeah. was, he might show up there. Then Punk showed up on WWE backstage and there was hope there. They were like, yo, he's going to come back and, you know, he might go to NXT. And, um, but, you know, he, he was a guy who got over on his own, despite WWE trying to hold him down. He, he grabbed that mic, he had that pipe bomb, and he got over on his own. So when he left, you know, the hot internet wrestling thing to do was... I to debate that because I, I somewhat disagree, but well, we, we'll have to save that for next week. 
because I'm sure we'll still be talking about Punk next week. So why don't we have you back on Money Mayo, the masked money man, on the show next week, and we'll break it down a little bit because I happen to think that – well, actually, I'm more confused than anything else is why people are so empathetic to CM Punk. I'm like, he left a millionaire. He left with the hottest girl in wrestling. He got pushed to the clouds for 10 years. But we'll discuss that next week if that's cool. No, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. But you can't leave out – my one of my favorite returns over the weekend, and yeah, Becky Lynch was good, but Brock. Yo, Brock coming back. That was ill. That was super dope, man. I enjoyed that one a lot. Ooh, that's tofu Brock right there. That's vegan Brock. <laughs> <laughs> that's good shit. All right, anyway, we'll let you go, bro. And no disrespect to you, Money Mail. You know our guy. But we got a world champion waiting to come on. And world champions should not be made to wait. I'm sure you could agree. Never, man. Never. Thank you so much, Renee. Thank you, WrestleTalk, for having me on, man. I'll be listening to the rest of the show. And y'all check me out next week. Y'all support WrestleTalk Podcast to the fullest, baby. That's right. Go grab a mug. It ain't hey. A hey. All right, Sonny Money. We'll take care of yourself, bro. We'll catch you soon. Peace. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the time that you've all been waiting for has finally arrived. I am going to bring John to help me with this interview because I'm going to need it. There's a lot to cover in very little time. But I will say this. There are few champions who personify the companies that they work for. This man is not only the current CCW heavyweight champion, but also the very first CCW heavyweight champion. He was trained by Motley Cruz, and he's had a chance to work with some of your favorite wrestlers' favorite wrestlers. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, and I'll bring my boy John in to help me with this. JP, cue up the music as we welcome in for the very first time here on the Wrestle Talk and 60, the one and only CCW World Champion, Brandon Barbwire! Thank you. Good job. Uh, uh, uh. What up, champ? Hey, you did not expect for us to play your music, did you? I did not. Uh, <laughs> no one's done that before, so Big thank you. Things, I appreciate Daddy. that. Big that things, Chris Talk, man. Welcome to the show, champ. I, I can't believe it because, you know, Jason and myself, we don't talk all the time, but he's familiar with, with me. I'm familiar with him. All You know, our guys from here go down there. You guys come up here. But you've never been on the show and I find it a bit odd. So let's take full advantage of the time that we have, bro, because I always mean what I say. And when you think about a champion that personifies the company that they work for, much like when you think of WWF, you think Hogan. When you think CCW, almost right at the very top, Brandon Barbwire is a guy that's got to come to your mind because of how prolific you are, your, your whole deal with the pinnacle and everything you've got going on, bro. So... Let's go ahead and start from now and work backwards, bro. How did you become CCW heavyweight champion this time around? Just to bring people up to speed. Well, first, before I, I get into that, I want to <laughs> – I appreciate you saying that uh, 
the the whole being prolific in in the company is a, is a big thing for me. Um, I take it as a huge compliment. I take a lot of pride in working for this company in specific and everything I've done there. So I appreciate you commenting on that because I've I put in a lot of work to be the guy that you think of whenever you hear about CCW. But um, as far as uh, this second title reign, we were in uh, Charleston, Missouri, which is um, probably about 45 minutes away from Cape Girardeau. We were working, uh, it was a four-way ladder match. It was Jackson Crowley, um, uh, Gage, and I've, keep in mind, I've had a lot of concussions, so I'm, I'm really bad with, with names. And then um, um, Walker Hayes. And the four of us were doing our thing. And pretty much like I always do, I pretty much just sat back, picked my moments, waited for my opportunities, and I, uh, I take my opportunities where I see them. It really wasn't all that difficult to just, if you sit back and pay attention, if you watch what everybody's doing, you'll find holes, you'll find opportunities, and I just, I'm really good at exploiting those. That's right. Opportunity and initiative usually combined in preparation, obviously, success. So I know a lot of guys these days try not to define themselves by championships, and, and I know that you've been a prolific champion, and that's something that's always a plus. But from a straight worker standpoint, for anybody who's never seen you do your thing in tango, how would you describe yourself as in-ring talent? More brawler, more high-flying, maybe a mixture? Tell us a little bit about that if you don't mind. I'm definitely more of a brawler than anything. I mean – Boots and fists and occasionally dropping somebody on their head. That's that. That's where I'm at with it. Um, you're not. You're not going to get. Uh, I'm not saying that I can't be a tactician. I'm not saying that I can't fly if I choose to. Although, frankly, if it's up to me, my flying days are a little bit behind me. They take a hell of a toll over time. Smart man. <laughs> you're a smart man. Oh, shout out from one of our co-hosts, Joe Lance, out in West Virginia, checking in. Uh, he wanted to say what's up to you, Brandon. So you got people from across the country tuning in tonight. Um, the next question, man, and I'm going to go quickly because there's a lot of stuff that I wanted to cover. So your relationship with some of the brass at CCW, mainly the pinnacle, uh, this is something that always creates controversy. You know, I remember Hollis Giroux as a young spry wrestler here in Kansas City, um, you know, doing his thing, very much a loner, never really seen him as a part of a faction or some sort of organization, but there's something in the water down in Cape Girardeau, man. So for those who don't know, tell us a little bit about the Pinnacle and kind of how, how the Pinnacle operates. Well, first of all, the, the thing with Hollis, first of all, Hollis is super talented. Hell I mean, yeah. whenever I lost my, my title the first time, now granted Jeff had a hand in it, Jeff O'Dell had a hand in it, but your boy Hollis is the one that took that off of me. That's just another big reason why even from, from the go, Hollis, he walked in the door and if you spend more than 10 minutes with Hollis, you know that guy is no nonsense. He will whoop your ass in a heartbeat. He's got all the skills. He's got he all the tools. He can go for days. Yeah. So, I mean, it, 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 was, it was without a doubt that he was one of the guys that we wanted to solidify in a group called the Pinnacle. You know what I mean? We're, we're the upper echelon. We're, 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 we're it. We are the top of the mountain at CCW. And young guys still got a lot of time on him. You know what I mean? And if he's, if he's, if he's pushing up on that, on that level already, who knows where the hell he's going. Well, no, no question. And I got to ask this because I'm sure some of our listeners who range from just 
flat out WWE people to guys that are like us that love the indies and everything that goes on kind of under the surface. How did you feel when you saw that, like, one of the biggest companies in the world, AEW, was running with something similar, especially the name, The Pinnacle? Were you, like, flattered? Were you like, that's some bullshit? They stole our gimmick. Like, how did you feel about that? I'm kind of curious because I know you guys have been running that for a while now, well before AEW. I'm I'm just curious. Well, I mean, on one hand, it's flattering on one hand. On the other hand, it's kind of like, damn. That's our shit. So, yeah. <laughs> like, that's our thing. That's what we're doing. Uh, and the bitch of it is, is like, we've had a ton of their guys come in and work for us, like in the beginnings of their takeoff. And this was when Pinnacle here was flattery. running hot. So there's a PC that's going, did somebody see some shit and just take it? It's wrestling. You know I mean? The word spreads quick. <laughs> right. And to – it seems like anytime a brilliant idea comes out, there was like a hundred different people with the same idea. So it is, it is what it is. I'll take it as a validation for the fact that our brainchild clearly works on the, one of the grander stages in this business. It absolutely does. And I'll tell you what, you may not realize this. We actually have this in common, by the way, shout out to Anthony, who's asking about your fan page at the end of the interview, we will drop all the social so Anthony, hang with us. We'll make sure you get all Brandon Bobwire social, uh, CCW social, so you can keep up with them as well because they got a lot of great stuff going. But um, going back to what I was saying, well, we can relate because everybody knows about Wrestle Talk, right? Like the UK Wrestle Talk. For people who can't sit and watch the whole show, typically that's what they do. They go to Wrestle Talk on YouTube, and then you get those 15 minute clips of recaps of Raw, SmackDown, or whatever. So, from what I understand, the creator of the show, Joe Lance, who just popped in a few minutes ago. He had no idea that that other wrestle talk existed. He just figured, hey, we're going to do a wrestling talk show. Let's just call it Wrestle Talk, Wrestle Talk Podcast. So obviously, those guys are on a whole nother level. They are international to the nth degree, even though we've had like over 40 countries listen to the show. But we have to be honest with ourselves and say, hey, we know that they, you know, they're, they're killing the game. You know what I mean? That's why. Right. I, Jokingly, we've called ourselves the other Russell Talk because there's no there's no malice, there's no malintent or anything like that. But you know what? We've learned to accept it and appreciate it because sometimes people are looking for them and they find us. Not intentionally, but I'm not mad about it. You know what I mean? So maybe right. somebody will Google the pinnacle and they're looking for Chris uh, or they're looking for MJF and uh, the chairman, Sean Spears, and boom, up pops Brandon Barbwire. And that is not a bad thing, in my opinion. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, a victory is a victory, and uh, attention is, I guess, any kind of press is good press to an extent. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, before I go on, because I do have a few more questions, I'm going to bring in my partner in crime, the one and only Hardcore Hoss. For any questions that you might have, I know you're a little bit further out. John's actually based out of West Virginia, but uh, he's also a fan of yours and has been watching CCW through YouTube and fighting and all that. So, uh, oh, Hardcore Hoss, what do you got for the CCW heavyweight champion, Brandon Barbwire? Well, you know, and, and checking things out for this interview here, um, I, I came across your Facebook page and I actually saw a promo that you had posted on there. And your promo is talking about your match this weekend against Marco Stunt. And, you know, as the CCW champion, you just recently had a birthday and they're calling this the birthday bash for Marco. And you know how, how do you feel about that? Uh, I feel I feel 
unappreciated. I feel overlooked. I feel like I've given a very large part of my life to this company uh, since the day the doors open. Uh, never find a guy more committed to it than me. And yet we're going to do a birthday bash for a guy who decided to haul ass for the bigger paycheck. And hey, that's that's not me. Uh, that's not me shitting on him for, for getting paid. Right? I get that. But why the hell do we need a birthday bash for that guy? That's all I'm saying. I mean, I think that's a fair answer, right? Like, I'm here. I'm your champion. I'm at every show, but you're doing a birthday. I think you're going to relish the opportunity to punch Marco Stunt, a.k.a. Mr. Fun Size, in the face. Well, his dad's pissed me off enough now that, I mean, (laughs) Papa Papa Stunt has gone out of his way to try and get this goddamn title off of me from the second that, that I won the thing. I mean, literally... Five seconds after I won this title in Charleston, his ass was on the microphone stacking the deck against me in the pinnacle. And I don't really even know where that energy comes from because up to that point, I thought there was a mutual respect between his family and myself. But I guess you give somebody a little bit of power and then they want to see if they can push over anybody and everybody else in the yard. Well, that shit ain't going to work with me. Damn. Hey, Hoss, good question, man. You got my boy Brandon all sorts of fired up. (laughs) That was a hell of a question. And you know what? Realistically speaking, um, I think if we all took a step back, it's kind of hard to imagine where things are today because not only do you have Marco coming down, you've also got Sammy coming down. You got Fuego coming down. And I know as the guy that's always there holding down the fort, you're happy to see those guys, but at the same time, it's like, yo, I'm here all the time. I'm curious, what is that atmosphere down at Cape that, like I said, there's something in the water people love? Man, we got guys driving five, six hours from Kansas City once a month down there. I mean, you guys obviously got some dope shit going on. What do you think it is that CCW has done to really tap into that fan base and that keeps them coming back. Cause I know you guys pack the houses. If there is no Marco stunt, if there is no Sammy Guevara, if you don't have any um, Mike Bennett, somebody who I know you've been in the ring with, you guys always manage to fill that some bitch up. So what is it to play it simply that's in the water down in Cape Girardeau? It's, it's give a shit. There's a lot of guys in this business that don't really seem to give a shit about putting over their titles, putting over their company, putting over their workers. They just want to throw out any old cheap-ass product and hope somebody pays a ticket to come. If you give a shit, if you put your time and effort into something, if you build it into something that's worth fucking seeing, people will pay to see it. And that's what we've done. Now, how long has CCW going been going at this point? Because I know it's been uh, at least a couple of years now, right? We're in our fifth year. Five years of running shows and you guys are doing what uh like eight to ten shows a year something in in that ballpark we always take a month or two out uh christmas we don't normally do something normally we do run about 10 10 months out of the year dude that's pretty incredible so you're talking about 50 shows or more at this point yeah wow because you got to think for the odd and in shit here and there that we did Right. I mean, we may have skipped a, a show at the arena building and then went to uh, town. Chaffee had a, a German Days event that they do every year. And that's actually my hometown. That's where I live. Okay. Um, and they uh, they do their German Days event every year. And we work for that event uh, three or four separate occasions. I think it's I think it was three. 
Wow, that that's amazing. And like I said, longevity is something to behold in the world of professional wrestling. Take it from a guy who's run a couple of shows myself, three actually modestly successfully. It's not easy. It's not only a financial thing. It's a timing thing. It's about having the right people around you. So kudos yeah. to Jeff and all the other boys that make it happen down there. Let me, um, if you don't mind, transition to something else. So we've talked about kind of what the CCW championship is, what it means, how you feel about representing it. Now, when people do come into town, you're usually the guy that they're pit up against. So if you wouldn't mind maybe a little name dropping because, you know, the fans love that. Who have you had the opportunity to wrestle? Because I know it's kind of a who's who's list up to this point, and you're still running them down. Just uh, in, in the time, in the five years in CCW alone, I've had, I've had the privilege to work with Matt Hardy. I've had the privilege to work with Mike Bennett. I've had the privilege of working with Warhorse. Uh, there's, I mean, even I had the, I, I was uh, lucky enough to tag up with Billy Gunn at one point. Wow. Um, honestly, the the last five years, when we're bringing in names, and you know, uh, I I think uh, Farmer Billy Hills worked with uh, Jeff Cobb at one point. Like we're bringing in names on a sure. regular basis, and showing that our guys can go on that level, and I think that's uh. I think that's pretty impressive. I'm, I don't know. I mean, not to uh, not to toot my own horn too much, well, I mean, but we invited you on to toot your own horn. It's okay. Don't don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to shout out a, a good friend of the show, Lee Montgomery, who's been on uh, several times. He's you know I, I don't know what role he plays. I don't know if he's just like mega fan or he's just he's with you guys from a backstage perspective or whatever. But he's always putting your guys' shit over, and and I know Lee's always been really great to wrestle talk. We have a great relationship and and it like like I said, I'm not sure what role he plays, but clearly people are passionate about CCW, both inside and outside the organization. I love I love Big Lee. He's a medalist fuck confidant. You yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> he's he's awesome. Uh and as far as uh, any role he's played, uh there was uh, in the first uh three years, I think three or four years. I kind of lose track of time. My brain's been scrambled too many times already, but he uh he was uh, at one point uh, partnered in as uh, hel- uh, he was helping put the show together. Um, since then, he's he's kind of stepped away and moved on to other things, but kept his loyalty to us, and he's Heck. always around. He's there at every show, and I look forward to seeing him every month. Dude, that's amazing. And you know how it is in wrestling, bro. Once people aren't on, like, you know, once they get to a certain point, well, I used to be the booker, then they're like, ah, oh, F those guys. I'm out of here. But you guys have obviously been able to breed a, a certain type of loyalty that is not common in the world of professional wrestling, because people like to jump around. With any little thing that pisses them off, they're they're off and running. And I always think that's a little silly because the experience, not only in watching a talent grow, but watching a company grow, I think is always super exciting. So next question for you is this. Um, we've talked about some of like the bigger name guys that you fought, and everybody loves to hear about that. But me personally, I'm more curious about some of the up-and-coming talent that you've had a chance to face and this would be the opportunity to like kind of mention those guys and put them over a little bit because I know you guys got a whole other crop coming up over there in Southeast Missouri, and we want to hear about it. Dude, we we got a ton of guys in our locker room that super talented. They have everything that you would need to to succeed on on one level or another. And shit, guys like Hollis, like I said from from day one, there's some guys that walk in your door. Leo D, another guy. Leo, dude, Leo's a great example of that. These guys walk in, and there's something about them that catches your eye. It's a, it's, a, it's an it factor. Another uh, Jackson and Otis are amazing, oh, and I can't say that they're really up and coming by any means. I mean, they're they're pretty well established, but 
it's just another example of the guys that these younger dudes can look at as an example. And there's just a ton of people in there that they can learn from. So they're, they're in a good spot there once a month, but I don't know. I think um, probably the most likely candidate for me, one time it would have been Hollis, but I feel like he's just more established now. I don't feel like he, I don't feel like I would say that like he's just an up and comer. Like he's pretty established there, but maybe Dalton Anthony or Trent Daniels. Both great young, talented guys. Yeah. And make sure you guys make a note of those names because if the champ says it, it's bound to be. Now, I do have something that I want to ask you to kind of piggyback off that question. Um, so say a young wrestler from West Virginia, Kansas City, wherever, was thinking about, has been training, got a good look, got a good physique. We actually had Benjamin Truss on the show a little bit earlier, and he recently started working at MMWA. He's a Dynamo guy, and he was like, yo, promoters, check me out. I'm here. I'm here. So what would you recommend, not necessarily just to Benjamin Truss, but any young, great-looking, hardworking talent that's looking to be noticed by a, a promoter? Is there like a certain video package or communication or what What would you recommend to somebody who's looking to maybe get in and break in over at CCW with your with it, the experience you have? I'm sure there's nobody better to ask. It's not, it's not even just CCW. It's anywhere. And it's not a video package. It's just, it's, it's simple advice. Okay. Get to the building way before the show and make yourself useful. Be ring crew. Be whatever the hell they need you to be. Make yourself available. Make yourself accessible. Put in the work. Pay your dues. And sooner or later, somebody's going to notice that this kid's always here and he's always doing anything that he needs that we need done. If you got that training and that experience or whatever, typically before shows, people are in there working out. You can get in and get to know guys. And that's really something that is overlooked. you got to get to know people. This business, for all the talent in the world – if you don't, if you don't get to know people, if you don't, if you don't make yourself known as somebody that they can rely on, someone who's a good dude, someone that they can trust, you're not going anywhere. Well, savvy advice from a 10 plus year veteran who is getting ready to defend his championship this upcoming Saturday at Marco Stunts, which should be Brandon Barbwire's birthday batch. But that's a whole nother conversation. We've already covered that. This disrespect is just out of this world. John, I'm going to rub on this. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But by the end of it, hey, whoever laughs last laughs best. And if at the end of the night you're holding up the CCW championship <laughs> and Mr. Fun Size is beneath you after the one, two, three, then it's going to be your birthday, like 50 Cent. Shawty, it's your birthday. Uh, you know, that whole deal. <laughs> one, two, three, I'm baby. Gonna wreck that dude. I'm going to wreck that dude in record time, right in front of his daddy. Oh. I'm going to whoop his ass in record time right in front of his daddy. Okay, so I got to ask you a question that goes maybe a little bit deeper. Now that some of these guys, the Fuegos, the Sammies, the Marcos, are more established, does that make you more apprehensive when you wrestle them because you know there are more eyeballs, or does that almost seem like a like another challenge being put in front of you that you will more than willingly knock out of your way? Because I could see it where you're like, man, this guy's on TV all the time. If I don't have a good match with this guy, who knows? Da, 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 you know, that kind of deal. So I'm curious about your mindset going into that match. My mindset going into the match with any of those guys, like Marco, 
Matt Hardy or, or Mike Bennett. Okay. In the end, the one thing that really matters is that I stomp their ass. Because yeah, <laughs> people are going to look back and see who took the victory. And I'm taking the victory. By hook or by crook, I'm taking the victory. And and knowing the pinnacle uh, a lot of times by crook, but – that, that's just an, an honest observation. <laughs> and hey, whatever it takes, right? What the hell? Hey, All right, John, we're bring- I'm going to tell you something. What? Go ahead. I'm going to give you. I'll tell you, it's the same thing that my mother always taught me. It all doesn't right. matter how you win, it only matters that you win. And that is all that matters. Woo! America! I love it. L. <laughs> Haas, you hear Brandon Barbwire. We've got people in the chat talking about how come this man hasn't wrestled Brian Pillman Jr. yet. A lot of excited folks in the chat. We appreciate you guys being here. Do not forget to share. Hardcore Hoss, what do you got for the champ, buddy? So uh, you already talked about a lot of the people that you've wrestled and everything. Who was your toughest competitor throughout your career, and why would you say that they were your toughest? Mm, Good question. Okay, that is tricky. Hmm. Roger Mathis was a a bit of a pain in the ass. That dude is a hoss. He's a big old fucking Viking, and I had to strangle him unconscious to get a victory on him. I mean, that's that's the only way I was able to beat him. He happened to be on his stomach. We happened to be doing a leather strap match, and I wrapped his neck up. I laid on his back, and I choked him unconscious because the dude is a tank. I, I just happened to find myself in the right position, in the right place, at the right time because ever the opportunist. That is what I do. I look for my openings, and that's really how I beat Roger. But Roger's tough as shit. It's either him or some skinny little dude in the middle of Tennessee named Biscuit who kicked me in the head and broke my fucking neck. <laughs> Freaking One of the two. <laughs> I wish we had that got him drop. Do we got the got him drop? Guy, <laughs> I think we do. Listen, listen. Biscuit said, "Hit it." Baby, it's there, baby. <laughs> got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> Imagine getting your neck kicked off by a guy named Biscuit. Damn. <laughs> That's crazy shit. Great question, John. I really appreciate it, bro. Really appreciate it. Well, Brandon, as we get down towards the end of the show, we are going to move on, and, and John will come back and join us uh, for the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, where, from what I understand, yours truly, the Night Owl, gets to go one-on-one with the champ in a little bit of a trivia challenge. Are you down for that? I, I think that's it. Yes. a little bit there. I think no. you just asked if I would do a trivia challenge. Yes. Are you down? I'm down to lose to a trivia challenge. Fuck yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not that great, bro. My record is no bueno. I will tell you that right now. So oh. let's. Dude, um, my brain is cottage cheese. All right. Well, actually, I'm not going to tell you what's wrong with my brain because we are on public airwaves here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let's just say I, I believe in, uh, in, uh, in natural remedies, right? Some that you can drink and oh, some, okay. <laughs> some of the boys down some in camp a little bit of both. will be able to relate with me. Some of the boys down in camp. I can't wait to come down there and fuck with y'all, man. Like, like the boys come back and they're like, yo, Renee, like, uh, and, and this is really like pulling back the curtain. But my boy El Diablo, 
um, who hopefully will debut in CCW sometime soon. Uh, Hollis, uh, Kyle, uh, Ryan, uh, you know, you guys know who you are as characters. Um, good dudes, man. They always come back. They're like, yo, night out. You got to come down with us, bro. We're going to kick it. The show, the show, and then the after show are both dope. So I'm like, yeah, we, <laughs> we got the link up real quick. <laughs> all, all the KC guys are awesome. I, I love hanging out with those guys. They're all my, I feel like they're all my little bros, man. I, re- I really do. Uh, but anyway, I, I wanted to move on kind of to, to my final question. Um, I'm always curious, like from a personal perspective, and I know we talked to, to Brandon Barbwire and, and enjoyed that conversation, but Brandon the Dude, um, what do you do when you're not wrestling? Like, are you a family man? Do you like to hunt? Do you like to fish? Do you like to play basketball? What's kind of like your stuff outside of wrestling that you enjoy doing? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm a husband and a father. And uh, I've got two. I've got I've got two of my kids, and then two adopted in kids as well. So I've got a total of four. Um, so I stay pretty busy with that more than anything, probably. Um, but dude, honestly, I, I enjoy movies. I enjoy storytelling. Um, big comic nerd. Spider Man. Did you see the new Spider Man trailer? Uh, yes, I did. And uh, it's going to be the. It, it might be. It might break every record ever. The suspicion is going to be crazy, bro. Doc Ock is back. He's one of my favorites. Uh, mine too. And yeah. I love Alfred from Molina too. I mean, he just he, he killed it in Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 with, uh, with Tobey Maguire is still one of the best superhero movies ever made. I it's totally agree. Phenomenal. To me, that's second to the first X-Men movie. That That's my mm. favorite, X-Men 1. All right, so moving from comics to music – when you're working out, because I know you you like to you know prepare for your craft and be physically ready, name the top three songs on your Apple, Spotify, or YouTube playlist. Give us your top three songs. Um, "Bow Down" by I Prevail. That's All pretty right. good. Um, let's see. Um, shit, "Falling in Reverse" has a couple I like. Um, "Popular Monsters" pretty good. I like popular monster quite a bit. Um, and then uh, one more, one more. Let's see, uh, Wayward Son. Wayward Son. Yeah. Very dope. A lot of rock vibes in that list. I love it. Final question. If you had to choose one of these three games, which would you choose? NBA 2K, Madden, or WWE? WWE. Are you excited for the new game? Do you have high hopes or are you tempering your expectations? I'm so terrible that it really doesn't matter. I just enjoy the flashy <laughs> life and the movie people. Hell yeah. The intros. <laughs> that's my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And as growing up as a kid, and I don't want to age you, Nintendo or Sega? Both. Uh, but if I had to if I had to pick I've got more memories on the Nintendo. I was a big Mario guy. Which Mario? All, all of them. Um, Go Kart. My favorite. My favorite's probably three. I like Mario three. Mario, Mario three. three. Yeah, believe it or not, if you ever make your way up to KC, I got an old school Super Nintendo. Not one of those refab mini things, but an original one with Super Mario All Stars. So, boom. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I uh, I used to have that. I don't know what happened to it, but it's like it's got all the games on the same. It, they're program. all on there, bro. It's fantastic. 
Well, thank you, Susie, for checking in. Uh, Batman is awesome. I don't know if you guys seen the new preview of that. I just saw it on Friday, and it's crazy. I think um, Robert Pattinson is playing Batman now, which should be interesting. I thought Ben Affleck did a good job. But nobody's beating Michael Keaton, but that's that's just my favorite Batman. I agree. You agree I with agree. that? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think Robert Pattinson is going to do a good job. I, yeah. I have faith in him. But uh, no, I don't think anybody's going to touch Keaton. I, and granted, I'm biased. Because that was like my favorite movie as a child. So, Dude, and you had Danny DeVito playing Penguin, Michelle. I mean, come on, bro. I mean, it's just the nostalgia is way over the top on that. Well, anyway, we got about ten minutes left, and I. Some people call me crazy for this. I actually want to step in the ring, figuratively, with the CCW champion in a little bit of a trivia challenge. Not the real ring. I'm too old. My back. My knees. All kinds of shit. As far as trivia goes, I would love to have the opportunity to compete with the one and only Brandon Barbwire. So, Brandon, you said you were down. We're going to go ahead and hit this music, bring the one and only Hardcore Hoss back on the host as we get into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Hoss, hit the music. <laughs> I like that music too. Shit. <laughs> yeah, baby. Let's go. Uh, real quick. What? I hope yeah. this is multiple choice. Okay, no. Well, Haas will explain the rules. It's it's a little simpler than you think. I think you'll enjoy it. All right, cool. Welcome to this week's installment of the world famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contestant is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Tonight's contestants are the Night Owl. Renee Martinez, and Brandon Barbedwire. In a few moments, I will ask you three three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the answer to the question, shout out your answer. And if it's not right, you can continue shouting as many times as you want. Tonight's Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge category is titled Professional wrestlers from Missouri. Come on, man. Every time. Bro, the guest always gets topics that they're experts at. What I want to know is when is this challenge going to be about beer and tacos? Because I am an expert in both. Hmm. It's not fair. We'll we'll have to talk. All right, so let me make sure I got this right. You're going to give clues, and as soon as we know the answer, we just shout it out, right? We don't have to wait or nothing. That is correct. You good with that, Brandon? I'm good. I'm good with All that. Right. Let's do I think it. I would favor beer and tacos too, though. Hold on a second. You don't. Want, you don't want them problems. Right? You, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go. Let's go, Hoss. What you got? All right. Question number one. This late 1994 WWE Hall of Famer, known for calling people pencil necked geeks, was born on February eighth, 1918. Who? Okay, definitely not Rick Rude. <laughs> Never mind. In St. Louis, Missouri. I feel like I've heard Bobby Heenan say that before. 
No, this is not Bobby Heenan. Keep going. Any more clues? What What do you got? I've heard this a million times. I know. Addition to being an accomplished professional wrestler across the world, he was an outstanding professional wrestling manager, managing such professionals as Hawk Hogan, Adrian Adonis, Jesse Ventura, and Peter Maivia. He also led the Iron Sheik to the WWF Championship. Classy Freddie Blassie. That is correct. Freddie <laughs> Blassie. <laughs> yeah, baby, let's go. The Night Owl has one fall. That's a shame. This perf- Question number two. This professional wrestler, also born in St. Louis, Missouri has held championships all around the world, including Dragon Gate, Impact Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and World Wrestling Entertainment. Known for his high-flying style and his shooting star press, Matt you can press Seidel. I got it out before Matt you. Seidel is correct, and we're... Brandon Lewis was heard first. Or sorry, Brandon Barbwire was heard first. <laughs> Get him right. Lewis isn't far. Yeah. Know, <laughs> he, he's associated with the place. Being the moderator of the game show challenge is, is stressful. I, I feel you, Hoss. <laughs> go oh, ahead, yeah. bro. One to one. Let's go. Hey, All right. Like O'Reilly, Adam Cole. This guy got it with two out of three. Put a steel cage. No, no, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Question number three. This is for all the marbles. This professional wrestler hails from the St. Louis area. He has spent the bulk of his career winning championships in the WWE. Randy Orton. Randy Orton is correct. Brandon Barbwire has won the Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Hey, next week we promise we're gonna get the audio drops. We're gonna get the volume turned down a little bit because I'm dying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guess what? To no one's surprise, ladies and gentlemen. Coming in for the very first time and winning the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge Championship, the one and only Brandon Barwire. Bravo! Champion, baby. Champion here, champion there, champion everywhere. I can't wait to do this again. Shout out to Devin James, Susie Hoss, Anthony, uh, Sonny, uh, Aaron, Joe, Rick. And a bunch of other people that I can't see anymore on the chat. Brandon, before you go, two bits of business, my brother. Number one, promise us that you won't be a stranger, and also welcome in as the newest member of the Wrestle Talk family, bro. We really appreciate it. No, thank you for having me, man. I, I appreciate you taking the time with me, and I've enjoyed talking with you guys. It's been a ton of fun. Yeah, man. We we always like to make sure you guys enjoy yourselves. That way, when we're like, hey, Brandon, let's do it again. You're like, yeah, good experience. Boom. Number two, 
where can people catch you in action next? This is your moment to shine. And how can they follow you on social media? Because I think you got a kind of a big show coming up on Saturday. Other people, about yeah. It. The next, and that is the next show Saturday, uh, the twenty eighth, the AC Brazi Arena Building in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Uh, doors open at six, bell times at seven, and of course, this is all about Marco Stunt's birthday bash because he's such a big fucking deal. <laughs> But whatever. Which really be Brandon Barbwire's birthday bash. Let's be real. Well, Amen. It's Amen. Gonna be, it's going to be Brandon Barbwire bashing the shit out of Marco on his birthday. That's all it is. <laughs> That's all it is. Record win. Record time win. Record time retained. That's all. That's what's going down. That's your goal is to become the most hated person in CCW history because I think you're well on your way. I'm just no, going to be my, No, my goal, my overall goal is it all these people that seem to have all this hostility towards me for being blatantly honest, for acknowledging the fact that I, I take advantages where I see them, that I'm not afraid to tell anyone and everyone that I'm not above, you know, being a cheater, if that's the way you call it. The fact is a victory is a victory. And here's, here's the truth. Every single one of these fans are the same way. If they had an opportunity to get a promotion, but that meant that their buddy in the cubicle next to them was going to get fucked, well, then the buddy next to him's getting fucked. The difference is Facts. I'm not a hypocrite about it. Facts. Damn, bro. See, that's why I like guests like Brandon Barbar. And you know me. I, I'm more of the guy that likes to cheer for the good guys, John. But you can't deny when somebody just comes on and keeps it effing real. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, I think we got a round of applause. <laughs> Your CCW heavyweight champion. I've done a little ring announce work here and there. The one and only Brandon Barbwire. Well, I'll tell you what, 40 minutes in, the people are still talking, but we got to respect your time because we know you got to get some rest and you got to get back for training for what is going to be a spectacular main event this upcoming Saturday night. I think doors open at six, show starts at 7 down in beautiful Cape Girardeau, Missouri, courtesy of our friends over at Cape Championship Wrestling. Brandon, thank you very much for being here, bro. You've been very gracious. You've been very honest. And you've been very real, and we love all those, here, those things here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, man. We really appreciate you. Man, I had a I had a blast. Thanks. I hope I uh, hope I get to come back. You got it, fam. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Later, bud. Thank you. JP, JP, JP. What a show. What a class guy in Brett. I mean, obviously he takes his crap very, very seriously, but at the same time, man, he was open and honest and we were able to get him uh, to, to get to know him a little bit, which I always appreciate. That's the reason whether you love or you hate the guy, People all over the country, particularly in southeastern Missouri, are connecting with brand and barbed wire one way or another. Man, I know you could feel it in the interview. It really came across well, didn't it? Oh, yes, definitely did. I mean, he's he's a great guy, you know, and, you know, we got to see him both in character, out of character, and it, it was just an awesome look into his career. And there's so much more I'm sure that we could have got into. And I look Hell forward yeah. to seeing him come back sometime and getting more into it and getting to know him even better. 
Dude, yeah, I can't wait to do it again. Uh, shout out to, uh, um, you know, to, to all the wonderful people that helped make today possible. Uh, Dynamo Pro Wrestling, uh, CCW Wrestling, all the fans of both of those promotions that have been begging for us to bring these guys on. You're welcome. We finally got it done. Also, we have been watching all show long, and somebody is going to be taking away this Sasha Banks Elite Collection WWE action figure. Because everybody's like, where was Sasha? Sasha wasn't there on Saturday. What happened to Sasha Banks? Well, guess what? She was at my house. And I have her, and she's going home with one of you. So it's just a way for us to show our appreciation. And you know what we're giving away next week? A Honky Tonk Man action figure, Hoss. And I know that you love the Honky Tonk Man because I do as well. So make sure you guys tune in to episode 361 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. My name is the Night Owl. He is the one and only Hardcore Hoss. And we are happy and blessed to serve you guys. It's always an honor and a pleasure. And you know what, John? I think today's show... Though it wasn't necessarily how we planned it, it came off absolutely incredibly. I think you would agree, uh, right? Oh, definitely, yes. I, I think it went very well. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, we're going to hit you with some music on the way out. One more time, let's go ahead and hear it for Brandon Barbwire, Benjamin Trust, and our musical guest. That's right, the one and only... Vince Sanity album out now on all social media platforms. Let's hit it, baby. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace. Shoot all your shots and we still won't come down. We some fools, we some brides, yeah, they call us out. By all means, we some kings and our table is round. Wanna float to the top, there's a chance we might drown. When the dark touch the ground, we come round. Mm-hmm. When the dark touch the ground, we come round. Mm-hmm. When the dark touch the ground, we come round. Mm-hmm. When the dark touch the ground, 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 ground. Everybody knows that I'm the baddest right now. Everybody knows that I would never back down. Everybody knows that there really is no crown. Even if there was one, they need to sit the fuck down. Down, down. They need to sit the fuck down. Clowns. Who really got the crown right now? Sit the fuck down. You clowns. Yes, sir. You, you can shoot all your shots and we still won't come down. We some fools, we some rides, yeah, they call us out. By all means, we some kings and our table is round. Wanna float to the top, there's a chance we might drown. When the dark touch the ground, we come round. Mm-hmm. When the dark touch the ground, we come round. Mm-hmm. When the dark touch the ground.
brown we come round when the dark is you might think we some guys but we really just men we don't walk on the water we still gotta swim i just keep it 1000 while they play pretend I just keep it go so hard that they gotta get props. Team full of stars, now they connecting dots. Not a heartbreaker, I just make hearts drop. And I think that they hate me because I'm unorthodox. Not in your face, but I'm all in thoughts. Live how I want while you live in a box. Used to bust knocks, now I just get knots. Even though I'm cold, but I'ma always be hot. You can shoot all your shots, and we still won't come down. We so we surprise, yeah, they call us hounds. By all means, we some kings, and our table is round. Wanna float to the top? There's a chance we might drown. When the dark is the ground, we come round. When the dark is the ground, we come round. When the dark is the ground.